was good, good people. Back at it. I'm double dipping this week um, because I was very inspired to share this next message of today's topic, which is the power of vulnerability. Growing up being a Pacific Islander, I would say I grew up around some very strong men. Um, My dad, my uncles, everybody was just, you know, I look at this, the strength of of the men that I grew up in and, you know, they were, it was that no and no fear mentality where, you know, you only showed the strength, you know, and, and I didn't, I didn't always um, see that side. You know, it wasn't very, it wasn't exposed to me. And I've always just seen, you know, I'm proud to be Samoan. I'm proud to be Polynesian. I'm, you know, those, that's the the image that I got of what a Samoan man looked like, you know, what, what it felt like. And also just in conversation, I was, you know, I think sometimes in conversation, we would keep conversations just growing up, just surface level, right? If, if it got... If it got too uncomfortable, or it got deep, or when you started talking about your real emotions, it was almost like taboo. You couldn't, you know, that was like, oh, let me back up. Let me back up off that conversation. That's not that I don't want them to think, you know, anything in it. It always reminded me that I'm I'm not so much concerned about like helping my true self. I'm more worried about what someone else is going to think of me. And it wasn't until I really started understanding um, through my experience that when I was vulnerable in those very moments, I was able to be as honest to myself. I was honest with who I was and embracing that person. And I know from experience now that it allowed me to grow as a human being. It allowed me to grow into the man I've become. It continues to allow me to to be honest with myself and that place of honesty is not it's not a place that I find myself at church or you know that you know if I if I'm around church people it's not just that type of honesty it's a real deep honesty with yourself and you know you know sometimes you can lie to others and it's easier than just lying to yourself because when you're lying to yourself you know it you know you know that you're not being completely honest with yourself so it really allowed me to be honest with myself and not fake the funk with others to create this image that I'm, you know, I'm tough. I'm I'm not, I don't show no weakness, but it also, you know, helped me to, to not judge others. You know, it helped me to allow myself to think like, okay, you know, that person is, is, is going through some things and, you know, maybe, I've gone through those same things and I'm thinking to myself, man, when I was vulnerable with myself, I really saw who I was, what they're going through. So I can actually um, understand where they're coming from without judgment, without like, nah, that, that dude was weak right there, man. What what you talking about? You know, what you talking about? And it, it removed that. I think I think it's from the adversary. I removed those those like, oh, you know. You you can't you can't do it. I think it I think it removes the weird feeling of like it's not possible. And what it allows us to do is open our spiritual and our mental health to like acceptance. 
I'm accepting of who you are and what you're sharing with me. I realized that it took a lot of courage for you. It took a lot of bravery for you to actually open up to me. And in return, I, I'm, I'm going to do the same. And it's within that moment that I think that God's true spirit of, of love dwells within those conversations. And he's able to and we're able to see what God's love is like because we become uh, almost like childlike, you, childlike in the sense that it's not a childlike conversation, but you become childlike where you're just not you're, you don't walk in fear. That conversation, you're not walking in fear. You're walking in an open space where you know that, you know, I'm I'm being my truest self. I'm not you know, I'm not trying to judge others. I'm I'm not trying to deflect my insecurities on someone else. I'm really being as open and honest as possible. And it gives us that opportunity. It gives us that opportunity to grow because those are conversations that, yeah, they're comfortable. Yeah, they're being real. But you're actually getting removing. Um, you're removing those feelings of feeling like I'm not supposed to share this. I'm I'm supposed to think about this and keep it to myself. Never let it out. You know, never let people know that this is how you truly feel. You know, never let that out because that they're going to think you're weak. They're going to think that you, you know, man, there's something wrong with that guy. Oh, that guy's got issues. You know, that 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 person is is struggling. I'm almost positive based on my experience that that's not feelings that God has impressed on us. I'm positive that this is from the adversary. I know that he's trying to get into our minds and, and and just from my experience that he's trying to to break me down and tell me that, yo, you can't you you can't talk about that. It's not worth it. You you know, you know what's going to happen to you if you do that, you know, and it's that it's that place of fear. It's, it's another form of fear that's hurting um, our growth or stunting our growth because we say we're, if we do that, it's weakness. And I, I can tell you, it is very, it is courage, it is bravery, it is um, going against the grain, it is something that, um, that you, that you grow from. It really is. It's you know, it's something that it, it, you have to remove the curtain of pride. You have to remove ego, and you need a look. You need to look. Um, you need to keep away from that sense. I feel like when I've done that, I, I, I stay away from that sense of keeping a reputation because a reputation is hard to keep up with, period. So if I'm not worried about my reputation, it, I'm letting it go and I'm freely entering into that space, knowing that by doing so, I'm creating a space of healing. I'm creating a space of truth. There's no lies. There's nothing to worry about. I'm not I'm not walking into that conversation or those moments with fear. And not only that, I feel like vulnerability helps other people. The more that we share, the more that we care, the more that we're able to be there in a very, very real way. Not in this fake, you know, let me hit you up with a like. Let me post, repost. You know, that's that's cool. But that's not like having a genuine, vulnerable conversation with somebody. And it's something that I feel like it's it's not it doesn't come easy it's not something that I, I've learned oh yeah I'm just gonna choose to be vulnerable and it's just gonna it's just gonna happen I think um, the more 
that you do it, like if you go to the gym, the more that you do it, that muscle of, of being vulnerable, if it's, you know, one particular part of your area, muscle, you keep growing, you keep going to the gym, you keep practicing, you keep doing that, it becomes easier to be vulnerable because in anything in the beginning is hard. Anything in the beginning is hard. It's hard to be vulnerable. But when you do that, it becomes easier. I also think that through vulnerability, when I become vulnerable, I'm around people that may not be vulnerable, but my influence of being vulnerable helps them where they feel comfortable enough that they're not being judged. And I know what it's like to be judged. I think that's a human thing, but I don't know. But for me, sometimes even being judged in a poly community and the upbringing, there's a lot of teasing. There's a lot of putting down. There's a lot of, you know, and there isn't a lot of picking up. So that's what for me is, is my why I share this is, is that vulnerability is a way to pick somebody up to say, man, you know what else? I've been there. Hey, sis, I've been there. I know what it's like. You're not alone. You know, those voices that you hear from matter says that you're alone, you know, you can't do it. All that, you remove that. You allow that healing to step into place. And I think the it takes practice and it doesn't come easy. But the more you practice, it does get easier. It does get easier to share. And you, and you become really, you walk into your true light. You no longer have to worry about, oh, well, will they judge me? Or will they, will I say the right things? Or, you know, you, you just, it just, for me, it has really come, it, it's come, it's come easier. It's still something that I'm still working at, but it, it gets easier every time that I practice doing it. As I thought of this, I thought about our ancestors, right? In the past and, and, you know, how life was like, must've been like in the islands, you know, when you see, um, when I think about it, I, I thought about, well, what if one of my ancestors, um, had an issue at that time. They don't have stores and stuff back in the days. They didn't have to, they had to come together as a community. So if you had a problem, you know, let's say for example, if your crop wasn't growing and you didn't, couldn't harvest enough and you weren't able to provide enough food for your family, I'm sure that my ancestor, you know, had to be vulnerable to go to their chief, go to their, um, Makai and talk to him and say, Hey, you know what? This something happened on my farm. This I've lost somebody. Someone got injured and I can't, you know, I wasn't able to get what I needed from my family. Can you help me? I'm honestly thinking that that happened. And, and I love that about the community, the Samoan community or any Polynesian community for that matter. I see, I feel like that sense of like, if you need aid, we'll be there. And that's that opened the opportunity without that vulnerability. You wouldn't get help. You would struggle if you watch your family, you know, struggle. But they, you could sense that that's what the community was set up for. So that when you became vulnerable, when you needed help, the rest of the village would come around and give you what they had, give you a piece of what they had. If they had bananas, if they had uh, taro, if they had, you know, chickens, if whatever they had, they were able to share. And I think that sense of community is very very that concept is very adaptable to our today's society when we are able to share our strength of vulnerability what it allows us to do is to gather around each other and support and, and sometimes even words of encouragement if you're always constantly hearing you can't you won't you don't you you will never you will you say hey bro i understand man i've been there 
and they see where you are and you've overcome, you've conquered, you've done all these other things. It allows us to to grow together and, and puts us on a path where we're actually falling. You're, we're, we're walking towards the light that that bonds us, that comes that we come together through that love and, and vulnerability. And the, and the spirit becomes more transparent. And we um, I wanted to share an experience that I'm going through in a week from now. Um, I get the opportunity to go. I just recently switched churches and um, there was this men's conference. They two weeks ago, uh, they meant they mentioned like, oh, a bunch of guys from the church. We go out to San Diego. We do, you know, um, it's all men's. It's on Monday. They're men's in the suns. And we do these these challenges and 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 um, they're like obstacle courses. Uh, if you ever done like Tough Mudder, there's just all these different stuff that they do. Um, and, and it's also spiritual, you know, we, I've heard of examples where they're like, you write something on a, a lumber, a two by four. And at the end of the whole thing, you carry that two by four with you. But at the end of it, they have this big bonfire. You throw your piece of wood in there and you, and you burn that. And I'm, you know, I, honestly, I was like, nah, shoot, bro. That's for y'all. That's not for me. You know, going back to my Fiat Palangi, oh, that's for y'all, but that's not for me. But it is because I've been I've been struggling um, just with this little past part of me. Like, you know, I used to be a big heavy drinker, heavy smoker, and I really have been um, working on my relationship with God and realizing that there's a lot of uh, places that even I have not been vulnerable with God. And this this new this event. I committed to going and we're almost a week away and I'm, I'm worried, right? I'm worried. And I'm, I'm, it's something new. I've never been, I'm barely even new to church. I barely know anybody, but I met a Uso. His name is PJ. Shout out to PJ. If you're listening, um, me and him just started yet. Just, you know, when you meet some, uh, another poly and you don't know, and you know, it's foreign to them there, they see somebody new automatically we became Usos and, and he, you know, he been talking about it. He's like, I, it's my first time, you know, going and you know, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little scared, man. When I heard that, I'm a little scared. I feel the same way. I feel, you know, and it just, it just removed that curtain of fear, remove what the adversary was trying to tell me that, Oh, you know, you shouldn't go. Cause I, I could hear it. So it was comforting to my ears and my spirit to know that, Hey man, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that feels that way. So when PJ said that, I mean, we have had open conversations since then. And I know that the spirit of vulnerability has been there to help both of them. My conversations with him have been close. I've known this man for maybe less than three weeks. And I've had conversations that I know that I, I have not even had with my own blood relatives, my own brother. You know, I know that 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 vulnerability is very, very impactful. And I'm looking forward to the experience because I've got a few demons left in me that I'm trying to get rid of. And I feel like by doing this, I really walk into this light um, that I'm going to, you know, just kind of cross the finish line with my spiritual journey and just really step into my my new face and, and elevate my life. And I've just wanted to share that because it being vulnerable is there's such a superpower behind it you know it sounds in my mind you know for those who struggle with this it sounds like oh man you such a weak ass you can't handle it you don't know what you're doing what nah it's not that <laughs> it's completely the opposite 
It's saying, bro, you know what? I, when I can't do it, I'm being 100%. I'm not lying. I'm turning to God. I'm turning to the people that I know that I can talk to. And I got people in the quarter that arrive for me, that'll pick up the phone in the middle of the night. It, whenever, whatever time I call, that will have these conversations with me. And while I say that, let me get a quick shout out to my Usos. My Uso Curtis, Shua, Nick, Shoka, PJ, Noah, Jason, some of the people that have been in my corner that I've turned to and that have help me, you know, have that space and create that space of encouragement. It means a lot. It's also good because when you start doing this, it you're starting to create your own space where you are, your own space within your family, your community, wherever you are, you start to create that and you encourage this type of behavior. It's, it's a behavior because you're learning something. It's a new learned behavior and it's allowed me to become um, more vulnerable, more honest with myself and it just really has been a huge impact. And I even think for my sisters out there, I think that, you know, even the sisters in my family, like I've turned to them. And when I can't even talk to my own Usos, because I turn to them because they listen and they, they're open and they understand. And I think that's what I'm getting to. I mean, I know that it, it seems like I think God has really blessed the sisters because, you know, the women in my life, I feel like they've always been open and understanding and, and keep an open mind. Maybe they're, they don't, are, they're not fueled by ego and pride. And maybe they struggle with a little bit, but I feel like they just have this down a little more. And, you know, uh, and I, and I, and I really appreciate the, my sisters that have helped me through this process as I continue to learn with it, you know, and, um, I want to thank my kids, man. Um, I have had, even my dad, I had a moment with my dad before he passed away where I was completely vulnerable. And this is a man that I struggled with all my life. I would get, I would curse at God because me and him didn't get along. Like, why did you send me to this family? And why did I do, you know, why, why did you do this to me? And before he passed away, a year before, or a couple years before he passed away, he came and visited me when I lived in Texas. And I had the most vulnerable moment. And that was something that I knew that he never had with his dad, where I was able to share, hey, man, I, I forgive you. I know that, I know that we you know what I did, even my part. You know, I did a lot of blaming growing up. I blamed everybody around me. And and, and having that moment of vulnerability with my dad where I was able to apologize, it brought both of us to tears. And I ain't never seen, you know, like I said, I grew up with this man and he, you know, that strong Samoan spirit, it don't allow you to break down and show that weakness. And when he did that, it left such a huge impact on who I am and how I wanted to father my kids. Because when I saw that, I knew that, you know, I want that for my kids too. I want that for them. So shout out to my son, Tyson and Xavier. They had a, I, I had a really bad divorce and I've done some things that I'm not proud of, but I'm grateful for the time that they took to actually listen to me and um, to forgive me, to forgive me as a father, as a human being, as a man for my mistakes. And that vulnerability, I, I hope that that impacts my children and their children, children, and, and not to put up this wall where we can't talk and, and to create a space where one day when they need to be vulnerable, that I'm here, you know, and I think that's what I'm getting to is it's going to allow us to be 
a better parent, a better brother, a brother, a better uh, father, a better husband. Um, there is no limits to what vulnerability can bring you. And it is true. It has truly blessed my life. Um, and, it, and I can I encourage you, brothers and sisters out there. I encourage you to be more vulnerable in your conversations. You know, when when things do get uncomfortable, maybe that's where you get deeper into that conversation because you might you never know the impact you not only will you have on others, but I've received messages that I share with somebody because I'm being vulnerable with them. And then I'm like, dang, that's what I needed to hear. That's what I needed to take away. So just hearing it out loud, taking the words and when you share it with someone else, that's where the power is. Because if you keep all your good thoughts to yourself, it ain't going to go nowhere. You ain't doing nothing with the good that you got. But when you share it, it becomes, it's not just power, it becomes powerful. You put it into action. And just, you know, don't have no chill when it comes to being real. You know what I'm saying? That's the model. Don't have no chill when it comes to being real. Because in that vulnerability, there is power. There is power in that. And, you know, I feel like this. I need to leave this in the name of Jesus. I leave this with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. Thank you again for joining Journey to Juju. Much love and light. I hope everyone has a great week. Take care.